Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. You know how it goes. It's right over there, sitting there. My main man, Reggie. What's going on, my man? <laughs> What's going on, Ken? What's happening? Ah, man, just trying to trying to, to to make it through the week uh we anybody that is a fan of the burgundy and gold has you know had a fur had a rough couple days uh sunday afternoon evening monday tuesday um no victory monday no no no, no, no. victory the, monday yeah the, the bad taste is kind of washed out um not that i'm not upset about it but that 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 fresh taste is gone and I'm now looking to the to the last 10 games of the season uh coming up with Philadelphia. Uh what about you? I was going to say man speak for yourself. Yeah. Uh, that taste is if you, if you happen to listen to folks if you listen to my last podcast my my tune my tone was probably a little bit down and out and uh although I'm not quite as down and out spirit wise I'm still kind of um kind of out on the team a little bit um, oh that, that's understandable yeah right and before anybody you know question all that kind of stuff look man i i'll be the first to tell you no, i will i can sit here and talk trash all day long about the squad but the reality of it is i'm not going nowhere <laughs> right and right. and that's and i don't know if that's crazy or what but i know i'm not going anywhere but right now i'm not real happy i'm not real happy about the team man and this is as I said on our recent podcast, that loss to the Giants was very eye-opening for me. Um, I, 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 you know, I put out a tweet about it. I said, you know, we're three and four, and I understand there's ten games left, and they could turn it around. There's a whole lot of things that 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 can change here. I said, but but at three and four, I don't feel like we're a good, solid three and four team. It's not like we're three and four, and the four losses we had came up against playoff teams right i mean we right, right four of those losses came to a giants team that was depleted on the offensive line i mean you got a guy on national television saying straight off the couch right yeah. then you have a chicago bears team we don't have to rehash all all of these teams but and we barely beat atlanta so these are all teams that we're losing to with the exception of philly and buffalo that we we're just we look bad we look like a bad three and four team it's almost well, even, like we're even our wins are bad even our three wins are bad. And that's what I was going to say. Even our three wins, we're fortunate to have three wins. And so I don't feel good about being three and four. And I certainly don't feel positive about the outlook as our schedule is about to get harder. Right. So although we're three and four and technically not out of it, and I understand Ron was talking about how, you know, the, the no one is really pulled away and everybody's kind of bunched up in the same pack. We're not good enough to, to run with those big dogs, though. I don't feel like yeah. there's nothing I've seen that gives me the confidence that, you know what, man, we'll couple, couple plays away and man, this could be totally different. I don't yeah. feel good about it. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I just don't feel good about it. So my outlook on the team right now doesn't look very good. Doesn't, doesn't feel very well, positive at all. Yeah. I, and, and I'll sum up the seven games this way, kind of short and sweet. Um, We've looked like crap for seven games. We just happened to win three of them. No doubt. No you doubt, know? man. Um, could have said that any better. We, we, we've looked bad for seven games. We just happened to win three of them. 
against yes. against very mediocre teams at best. Um, but just think about think about it real quick. We beat Arizona, Denver, and Atlanta. Not no, no, none of these teams are playoff contenders. Well, yeah, and it's one of those things where I think I, I we didn't talk about it on the last podcast, but when we when we go through and we evaluate these teams, and you look at it like, can we win? Can we lose? Whether whether you're doing it uh, before the season or you're doing it week to week, you look and go, man, you know, those are the teams we got to beat. Well. Washington is, you know, flip it. Washington is one of those teams, right? We are. They're the team that everybody looks and says, we should beat them. We can get right. Correct. We're, we're and, everybody's get right week. And, and, for the, and for numerous times, that has happened for other teams, right? As, um, as Chicago, as, as, as New yeah. York. And, and, and New York as well, right? Um and again, I, I don't want to spend too much time hashing the last seven games, uh, but the, those seven games lead us to some challenges uh, to right the ship for, for the remaining 10 games. Um, we're coming up here uh, on the trade deadline, and because, and because we're doing poorly, all of a sudden, you know, Washington fans, I don't know that the, the, the media necessarily truly thinks we're in the trade market, but right away, the two big names that everybody talks about is our, our two defensive ends, uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, any thoughts you have on that, uh, Reg? Uh, I got a lot of thoughts on it, man. Um, okay. But no, uh, I, I will I will correct you a little bit that there's been some buzz from the, the Adam Schefters of the world. I don't know what you call those guys. They're not they're not beat reporters, right? Um, but but they're NFL reporters, I guess. Um, have talked about there's been some buzz, there's been some interest. Um, but according to John Kime and some of the guys, they say that people have been calling the team since the summer. So calling Washington isn't new, although it may be may have it's being reported more so now because the trade deadline is uh, coming around next week. Right. But um, I did see one post where a team has made a trade offer for Montez. The details of the trade is unknown, but there's been a trade offer, and uh, nothing has been made for Chase Young. Well. I'm 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 of the opinion at this point because of the way I feel about the team. I would much rather get something instead of nothing. We've seen way too often where our guys walk out the door as free agents and go on and they don't re-sign with Washington. They go off and sign with other teams, and we basically get nothing except for um compensatory picks. I think between both Chase and Montez, I know with Chase, at worst, we would get a third round. So even if we don't trade right. Chase Young, we would end up with a third-round pick. But is a third-round pick if, enough? If they, sign, if they sign a sizable contract, right? It, he's going to get that. He's I, I, I think so, too. But, yes. so And, and that was going to be my point is the benchmark is, is a third-round pick. So if that's all I'm getting, then you just have to decide whether the person is better on the team or not on the team. Um, but go ahead. Well, well, the fact that the floor is a third round pick, 
that may be the only reason Washington may let this play out and these guys stay on the team because I'm not going to give you give them away for a fifth round. So right. it may be a situation they just stay in Washington, fin- play out the contract of this year, and then they go and sign somewhere else. Now, I I guess I would trade a third, accept a third for those guys if you're going to throw in a player or something like that that may maybe a quality player um, right. that can help out to sweeten the deal. But if it's just player for pick, I'm not doing it. I mean, because again, the floor is the third round pick just based on the fact that both of those guys are going to get, going to sign big deals, whether they're in Washington or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm willing to, at the point to trade any and everybody, um, you know, specifically on the defensive side. No, we've no been about this deep. Well, hang on, hang on. So we've been talking okay. about this defense for years, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've, I've not been, I've not bought into the whole hype on this defense. So to me, you can trade up, trade in and everybody on the defensive side of the ball because, Ken, we're, we're bottom five in total yards. Right, right. Even we should, we should be able to get out of bed and walk on the field and be a middle of the pack defense based on the talent on that team, and yet here we are, bottom five. So to me. Whatever we got, it ain't working. So I'm willing to trade in and everybody. On the offensive side of the ball, I, I don't want to get into the Sam Howell debate. I know a lot of people that gave up on, on Sam Howell. A lot of people have given up on Eric Bieniemy. Um, The only guy that, that's worthy to keep would probably be Terry. But, hell, you trade Terry, you get something for it, and you, you roll the dice with Jahan or something. I, I Again, I... Look, man, something's got something's got to give. Yeah, it's, it's, um, and it's not it's not just all coaching. So, oh, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree, and we, we can circle back around on on some of that here in a, in a moment. Um, as as you talked about it, we talked about you know the we're likely to get a third round pick for both Chase and Montez. So, I don't think that a team is going to offer more than that, considering you're only getting that player for three weeks, right? right. I'm sorry, I said three weeks. You're only getting them for Think 10 that. weeks for the third round pick or second round pick or first, whatever whatever that package uh, might end up being. And, you know, it's... Now, could you have a contract already lined up for him? Yeah, but that's normally... That's not how you see it in the NFL. Um, in some of the other sports, you'll you'll see something like that. Um, but midseason, you don't see that in the NFL. And you got to remember another reason why I don't think any trades are happening with Washington is Ron's fighting for his job, right? There's a, I would say a majority of a majority of us don't feel like we feel like Ron is likely not back next season, but correct. If you're Ron, you're still fighting for your job. Eric Bieniemy is fighting for his job. Del Rio is fighting for their job. They don't want to let anybody go for the future because they they know they might not be here in the future. Right. They're so, not trying to help out the next coaching staff. Correct. Correct. And, and, and so you know, Ron Ron is basically the the GM on this also. Um, you know, co co GM. Uh, we know he has a lot of influence with. With the uh, Martin Mayhews and all that have the GM title, um, but I don't see anything happening. They're they're going to go down with the ship 
or try to write the ship to to get things to get that next contract or to get or to fulfill his his fifth year on the contract um uh, so I, I don't see anything happening um i don't see a lot of value in some of the players that we have uh is it, is it worth getting rid of players for you know fifth sixth seventh round picks i i I, I struggle to to think that that is, is value if they're being if they're still a positive asset on the team. Um, if they have a bad attitude or a poison already after seven games, then you know we can talk. Um, but the only players that I think that have value to other teams that you'll be able to get anything for are Allen Payne and Terry. Uh, they, they've 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 got locked. They're all of them are locked into multi year contracts. Um, and they're all good players that, that most teams right. would like to have on their team. Um, right. I don't have a problem with Allen or Payne going if you're getting a, if you're getting a big package for them. Um, but I, I need, a, I've always said we need playmakers. Terry's the only true playmaker on the offense. So in, unless you're getting something crazy uh I, I can't let him go who terry terry yes yeah well i i was i will say this i don't disagree with a lot of the assessment of of ron and, and the crew making trades and things because you're right they're fighting for the job the only reason the only way i think washington makes any trades will be because it comes from up top meaning the new ownership comes in and says hey listen we're three and four. The team doesn't look like it's performing well. And although we don't know exactly how everything is going to shake out, I like to be able to get some draft capital. And you guys, and but you guys make the move. Now the question becomes: Then is Ron and those guys, Martin Mayhew, and uh, the other guy, are they willing to trade for the best package? Because again, then that means that the new ownership group is basically punting on the season. And potentially just pretty much lets them know that they're probably not coming back. So therefore, do they get the best package or do they just get a package? Um, but that that is about the only way I would foresee Washington making any trades. Because again, to your point, Ron and those guys are not interested. They they have to win. If nothing else, they're auditioning for their next job. Yeah, and and I and I don't see that happening. I don't I don't see ownership interfering this early uh they know the history of ownership interference um from the previous regime so i i think i think this gets you know they're going to ride this out to the end of the season and i think there's going to be a, a total sweep of gm uh coaches uh, all, all the way down the board i i don't know what the enemy's fate might be um but I, it wouldn't surprise me if if it was, it was an entire flush um and, yeah. and and i mean you know where's the where's the argument to keep anybody you know to keep the um the, any of the fun. coaches or any of the gms or any of the player personnel scouts whatever um it's a, it's been a collective borderline failure uh record wise has been a failure um it's been a 
very average at best uh, team for going on the fourth year. So, yeah. And although I said that the only way that we would make changes would be uh, if it came from ownership. However, I don't think ownership would do it um, simply because that's not Josh Harris's track record as right. owner of the Devils and owner of uh, the 76ers. He didn't seem to be he, – he, he's not a meddling owner. So I, I don't foresee him doing that here in Washington right. either. Um, I do think that they're probably going to be a clean sweep in terms of the organization. The one argument I would make for Eric Bieniemy to stick around if and only if the new GM believes in Sam Howe. If he believes in Sam Howe, you don't want this to be Jason Campbell all over again, man. It'd be the kid's third year in a third offensive system. I don't care who you are. You, you got to have continuity out there, man. And so you would like to have Sam Howe in the second year of a system. And uh, because despite all of this, this, despite the warts that Sam has, I don't think he's been set up for success here. And that is either due to the swing and a miss. Cause I, I'm, I'm not of the opinion that they didn't help Sam with the offensive line. I think they swung and they missed. Correct. Now, does that make them accountable for it? 100%. But I don't want to hear people say, well, they didn't help him out. Well, well, technically they didn't because it, it hasn't worked out, but they knew we needed offensive line help, and the first two people that they signed in all season were offensive linemen. And this whole thing about well, drafting why? Listen, man, the league the, the, the league is littered with guys sitting on the side of the road who were first and second round picks, and you can pick whatever position you want from the quarterback, wide receiver, offensive linemen, tight ends, running backs, linebackers, safeties, corner. The league is littered on the side of the road with guys who were first and second round picks and it didn't pan out so picking an offensive lineman in the first or second round wasn't isn't a guarantee that he'd be successful this year so they went out and got two guys who they thought that was going to work and it hasn't worked out and as a result of not working out it it is i feel has hurt sam howell's growth and this kid has performed in spite of these deficiencies by the by the organization so to me Giving him a better chances to to be successful, it could look a whole lot different with him on the center. So, so to me, uh, you know, again, that's going to come down to the GM, and 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 you could easily make the argument that keeping Eric Bieniemy could be good, but it can be bad because one thing, as I'm an EB fan, I've noticed that he seems to have a have have an arrogance about him, or or stubbornness, whatever word you want to choose here that he doesn't seem to want to make the adjustment during the game or even from week to week because a blind man can see that Sam is getting killed. The guy's got 40 sacks through seven games, right? That's over five sacks a game. And yet you're not doing things that we know that you can scheme up and protect. We saw it in the second half of the Giants game. You move the pocket. You can bring in extra linemen. And oh, by the way, they got to do the job, right? Because we, John Kinder talked about it. We had seven blockers, and yet they're still letting these guys run in. And you, if you've done anything on Twitter, you've seen the play where we had three linemen, Ken. The Giants did a stunt. We had three linemen blocking one guy, and the guy that came around on the stunt came right down the middle and just blasted Sam. 
Right. Why is there three guys blocking one guy? That's not an Airbnb problem. However, when you see that the offensive line is struggling, you have to scheme some, some better protection and some better things. And they did that in the second half. He got one sack. Sam was sacked one time in the second half. So they made the adjustment. But Eric doesn't seem to make the adjustment early. Right. And he and, doesn't make it from week to week. So, yeah. I, I and, 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 and I've... I've given Eric Bieniemy the benefit of the doubt up to this point, um, but as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not I'm not on the fire Bieniemy bandwagon, but it's time it's time to for uh, for him to take notice of you know, uh, you know, here's your we're, we're going to bring you in and have a ver verbal counseling. I'm not going to write you up yet. But there's, there's a verbal counseling on Eric Bieniemy. Um That falls on run. I, I don't disagree. Like, what the hell, disagree. run? But I, I don't disagree. Um, and I'll talk about it more, some of this more, uh, when we start talking about Philadelphia. And um, you know, we're, we're going coming up week eight for, for Washington against the 6-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, second time we played them, we played them week four. Uh, as, as far as us playing a game, that was probably our best game offensively, defensively overall. Took Philadelphia into overtime and lost in overtime. Um, and, you know, again, they're, they're six and one. They're, they, they've got a very good team. Um, A.J. Brown already has almost 800 yards. Uh, receiving actually he has over 800 yards receiving wow. um swift is you know they they picked him up uh for for nothing from detroit, detroit. and he's averaging over five yards a carry um oh and then and then uh when those two guys aren't going going off on you you still have uh goddard and devonta smith as weapons out there also um so you know, they're they're loaded. They're loaded. Well, and then um, let's not think about the fact that they just picked up a guy, right? Yeah. They just traded for the, the All Pro safety from uh, the Titans. And the thing that gets me about Philadelphia, as we watch them make moves, right? I mean, the, the way they've drafted has been 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 impressive. But even when it comes to the trades that they make, they're they're trading for guys. For pennies on the dollar, and we're all going. I, I would have gave up a sixth round pick or fifth round pick for for this all pro safety. And, and they do the opposite when they sell, right? When they right. sell, they get maximum uh, value. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they're making trades for guys. I'm like that. Like you just gave them away. They're, they're just teams are just giving giving Philly guys for these low round picks. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you, man. They 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 do what they do, and they're good at it. Uh, Howie's pretty good at, at as being a GM, and I know a lot of fans. <laughs> I don't know why people do this, man. I, I know why they do it. It just cracks me up. But if if you're related to, or you or you, the cousin of somebody, or you work next to somebody who's good, then right. somehow through osmosis, you got to be good, right? Right, right, right. So. The fact that Howard Roseman is the fact that Howard Roseman is doing a good job as a GM in Philly 
Therefore, yeah. we should go after the guy that works next to Howie. Right. That don't mean a guy thinks like Howie. I, hey, we we said we said the same thing about uh, Eric Bieniemy though. So, but keep going. But, and, and that's what I say. I understand. I understand the logic behind it. But but my point is, there's no guarantees with any of that. Correct. Right. And for those those people that are that were calling for Eric Bieniemy, and, and right now it doesn't seem to be pretty. Haven't learned a damn thing. Because guess what? We want to now go get the GM in Kansas City and the GM that's in Philadelphia. Why? Oh, I don't know, because they just happen to be having the great success right now. All right, all so right. therefore, they must be pretty good GMs too because they work with the GM and they see how he's... Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but I get it. Like I said, I understand why. It's just that none of that matters. Just like, for example, everybody wants to go and get Caleb Williams or, or any of these first-round quarterbacks. Just like I said earlier, what makes people think Caleb Williams is going to pan out? We were crucified for not drafting Malik Willis. He's third-string quarterback. Barely. So, Barely. Exactly. And so, and, and, there, and, and there were some of these other guys, right, that they always want to go get them, and then all of a sudden there's no guarantee that any of this is going to work. Right. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we we. I, I wish a lot of the vocal people on Twitter. Uh, you know, I had this like massive computer to chart everything that they want. Right. Whether whether it's a player, whether it's a coach, or whatever. Because then you you know then I could turn around and go, hey, remember you you wanted X Y and Z player uh, who who didn't even who didn't pan out you know uh there's a you lot mean like of russell people, wilson uh, yeah uh a lot of people wanted russell wilson yeah uh oh yeah i mean did we did we dodge a bullet by not getting russell wilson oh right? man but they crucified ron and those guys for not going after russell wilson absolutely absolutely um i mean there were people that wanted cam to come up here to washington as ridiculous as that was um you know I think in life sometimes, uh, as well as in football, some of the best deals you make are the ones that, that don't get made. You know, I don't that, disagree. Um, I don't disagree with that, man. You know, but, but. Washington has his hands full. Um, on the pass rush, uh, they, you know, they've got a, they've got a, a tough uh, front four up there in, in Philadelphia. And, and they do blitz some. But a lot of times, man, they put enough pressure. You know, they're doing what Washington wish that they could do, right? Washington wants to only rush four and be able to put consistent pressure. Well, they do it. Uh, they'll throw okay. a linebacker in here or there, um, but they will put the pressure on with, with their front four. Okay. But we said that going into week four, and nope, no problem. No problem with what? We, we 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 were concerned about Philly and their defense against our O line and right. all of that going into Week Four when we played them and we probably could have be almost beat Philly. So absolutely, absolutely. So, but, so 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 you worried about going into Week Eight against the same Philly team in terms of their defense? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, do, doing it twice against the team is different than, than catching it, you know, catching one thing. Uh, okay. you know, we, right. I mean, we, 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 we put together 
a good game plan and ran it perfectly last year to beat the undefeated Philadelphia. Right. But, but at the end of the season, we were, we weren't in the same league as Philadelphia, you know, when the playoffs were coming around and, and, and as of right now, win or lose, we're not in the same league as, as Philadelphia. I understand. But for some reason we play Philly tough, right? I agree. Like, like we struggle to beat the Giants, but somehow we we seem to play Philly tough. Yes, the Giants, I, and I, the Giants are our nemesis, and we are Philadelphia's nemesis. I agree. Yeah, I, and I don't know what the reason reason about it is, or how, or what the situation is with it. But you know, I I, I don't know. But my my outlook on this team is the reason why I'm concerned about this game. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this, this is kind of out, out there, but if you're Philadelphia and I'm saying this from a Philadelphia perspective and, and this comes with Washington needs to play a good game. Okay. If, if we play like we played, you know, last week and against Chicago, this is totally out, out, you know, off the, uh, off the record here, I'll, I'll delete this part. Uh, <laughs> But but for for Philadelphia, Washington could be a trap game, and let me explain. They just played Miami. They were up high for Miami, right? Well, then they play Washington. That's the trap game because the next five games after Washington, the gimme game, is the Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, and then the Cowboys again. Okay. They got a tough streak coming up with just Washington in there. So we could be a trap game for could be a trap game and give them, give them some, give them some grief could make it a better game. Win or lose, we could end up giving them uh, a better game. Um, and, well, look, and man, I know, I, I know as a Washington fan as bad as we've been playing, we don't anticipate that, but from a Philadelphia perspective, if I'm looking at this, you know, going, man, we've got to keep on winning. Don't look past. I would be telling them, don't look past Washington. Don't look past Washington. You've well, got, especially you've got, given our history and the way we, in the way the games are close. Correct. But, I mean, their next five games are playing five, you know, uh, potentially Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and they, and they just played one with Miami, the way that Miami has been playing. And then you got, Washington in here, that could be a trap game. Uh, again, well, the, real, the, the reality of the situation is that this is the kind of game that Washington goes out and win, though. I mean, it, yeah. like, like we, we've looked like crap, but then this would be the week that we go out and play and beat Philadelphia. And to your point, people are going to say Philly was looking past Washington. It was a trap game because they were too busy focused on those next five weeks they look past Washington and Washington ends up getting pulling off a game. And so Philly would be disappointed that they lost the game. And then Washington fans would be talking about how this might be the game to turn it around for us. Turn the season around. Correct. So it's just, Correct. it's just one of those game, different perspectives, but uh, I don't think so, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to um, go on a limb and say, I well, don't think so. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get down to kind of a prediction. What's your, what's your name? What's your number here in a minute? Uh, Reggie, did you, did you prepare? 
three keys to the game. I did not. You did not. All right. I'll, I'll give you my three keys and I'll let you comment on them. Okay. Okay. Let's and go. I've got them. I've got them in order of. And, actually, and, I've, got, I've got these in order of prep of ranking here. Uh, I know why I didn't that. give three keys. What's that? Let me. And I didn't give three keys because you know what? <laughs> Washington has no car to have a key to, right? Yeah, ain't lying. <laughs> I'm just like, man, these boot man. <laughs> well, I'm like, why? They ain't gonna listen to them. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna listen to my keys. They're not. Well, gonna, we we talked gonna, about. We talked about. Uh, they're not gonna do uh, what I asked them to do. We, we kind of talked about the first key already. Okay. All right. Uh, my my number one key is game plan for the pass rush. Right. Um, it, we hit. It seems like Eric Bieniemy. You commented, and I didn't want to comment too much because I knew this was my first key. It seems like Eric Bieniemy doesn't change up from week to week. This is what we're going to do, and. Just next week, we're going to do better. And the next week, we're just going to do better. And the next week, we're just going to do better. You, you get to a point where you're not going to do better. you got to change something up. I don't care if that is, is changing the game plan. I don't care if that is changing personnel. Um, I, I don't know what it is, right? But you got to do something to slow down the pass rush. Do I think that Sam Howell's not going to get sacked a single time this game? No. He might get sacked three or four times. But if he gets sacked three or four times, what about all the other times that he doesn't get sacked? Is he running for his life every single play? Uh, you know, there's quick passes. There's screens. You know, there's the back out of the flat. You know, you can you can roll the pocket. Um, you can hold in the tight end. You, can, you know, have a two-back set and let both of them mix up what you're doing to defend the pass rush. Um and, and again, that goes with, with the receivers also. If you know you don't have time, you need to do more crossing routes, right? Have the receivers pick each other. Uh, have quick slants. Again, you can't do this nonstop throughout the entire game, but it needs to be a bigger part of your game plan. And all the criticism that we give Jack Del Rio for never making changes or, it's, or this is about the time of the season – that the defense starts playing well, that, that same light, it's time for that to be shown on Eric Bieniemy, because we're seeing the same thing over and over and over. And I know he likes to run. I mean, I'm sorry. I know he likes to pass more than he runs. And to a degree, I don't have a problem with it. You just cannot. It, there needs to be some level of balance. And balance isn't even. It's just a you can't be predictable and you, you, you got to do something different. I'll yeah, let you know. I, I, no, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I do believe to your point where Eric is not, he's just lining up doing what, what it is he thinks we should do. And his thing is execution. Correct. But the players aren't executing Eric. And, and, and I'm not off the air bandwagon yet, but my point being is I'm not either, but, but, you have to make some kind of an adjustment because I love his offensive style. I love his, some of the play calling, but if people aren't executing and, and blocking, then it doesn't work. So therefore you got to call the things that's going to make them more successful. And to your point, his game plan in that first field game, 
the way he offset that with the quick pass and things, that was great. But why can't you do that when you play the Giants? You knew the Giants were going to blitz. You knew what they why, were going to do. Why, why can't you make right. these types of adjustments as opposed to just lining up and having our guys go deep? You got you to – maybe in the second half you do, but in the first half you can't have your wide receivers on these long routes when your quarterback is under duress the whole time. And to your point, even if Sam doesn't get sacked, he's running for his life. It's almost like it was a sack because, because the defense has, has disrupted the play. Yes. Now it's just back. Now it's just street street ball. He's mm -hmm. Sam is scrambling and wide receivers are just trying to get open and give him give him um, a target to try and throw the ball, or he just keeps it and tucks it and runs. So 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 absolutely, man. I, I I do I can recognize as a fan of EB, I can recognize his stubbornness to to make adjustments. Um num number two is kind of simple. Um, and it really, I think Philadelphia might've been the game that really kind of brought this to light. Not that it, it might've been the Buffalo game as well. Uh, but giving up the big pass play, um, you know, AJ Brown just ate our lunch. Um, that was a, that was a, a Forbes, you know, wake Got up, uh, um, and Del Rio needs to put together a plan to slow down the big play. Uh, they've got a lot of talent there. To, to think that they're not going to have a big play is, is being foolish, but you just cannot get hit with big play after big play after big play throughout the game. Uh, Washington's offense can't, can't keep up with it. Uh, you're going to wear down Washington defense um by doing that as well um so again i i just we, we gotta limit the big plays uh you're not you're not gonna stop them but you just gotta you know, yeah. reduce it by 30 percent you know but to your point the eagles game was the game that ultimately led to the benching of emmanuel forbes however that was the game that AJ Brown, we weren't the only team because he has since went on a tear yep. of teams putting up these five or six catches for 110, 15, 20 yard performances. So we were, it's not like he just torched us. He's been torching others since then. Um, but I think the best thing for Washington to do outside of being able to limit the big play, which Back back on week four, the big plays happened off of poor tackling. Correct. Right? There, there was there was a couple of times where it was just a, it, it was a bad, you know, he he it was a double move, and I get that, but then the, it was compounded with poor tackling, not yes. just by Manuel Forbes, but other players. And so they had a lot of excuse me, a lot of yak right, yards after catch yep. that made these big, big play gains. So limiting that the other thing would be and i hope this isn't your third key but the other thing would be is if washington has the ability to sustain drives limiting the number of possessions for philadelphia so if we're keeping them off the field jalen hurts aj brown Devontae smith can't hurt us if they're on the bench if they're on well, the sideline watching us go up and down the field so that will also help eliminate and limit some of their big plays well, Reggie, we're 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 thinking very similarly. Uh, my my third 
item here is have at least NFL average for third down efficiency. Uh, that's okay. going to keep drives going, right? Last week, okay, let me just say, the NFL average is about 40%, 39 40%. Um, the, the, the teams that are uh, the, the Philadelphia's, the Kansas City's, the Buffalo's, they're up in the 45 to almost 50% range, right? Um, Washington for the season, well, last week we were at 6%, like 6.6%, right? Uh, the average is 40, and you're at, at under 7%. Washington for the season is at 29%, well below. Um, so Washington needs to at least have an average third down efficiency. Uh, and to we're, your we're, point, we're, third down efficiency, not, that means we're making first downs, correct. sustaining drives, and I, I do I agree that that will limit the possessions and, and uh, for Philadelphia, and which ultimately will limit their ability to make big plays. Yeah, and, and the asterisk on that uh, third down efficiency is I, I don't know that we can do it. I would love to see one game where we have zero holds and, and zero false starts. Uh, I'll, I'll take one hold. How about one hold and no false starts? Um, it, we Again, we had 10 penalties. I think at least eight of them were on offense last year. So when you don't have a good offense and you're already behind, you know, you're losing five or 10 yards right off the bat, that, that was a big key to why you were so bad on third downs because you – it was third and long all the time. You didn't have third and three, third and two, third and one. Um, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to keep the penalties down. Uh, you know, the enemy's gonna have to call a game that keeps you in third and short. It's all it, again, third and two. A, a play breaks down. It's easier for Sam to scramble for two or three yards. It's not easy right. for him to scramble for twelve to pick up that first down when it's third and twelve. Um, right. And to your and to your point against the Giants, they would make a big play and then it was called back, right? Right. So the the I think that Giants game was probably our worst performance offensively by the by the the line in terms of penalties that we've had all season. And Correct. boy, it was it it couldn't have come at a worse time. I mean, because that was just brutal. Every every it was like one step forward, two steps back type of type of deal. Right. Um, in this game. And you can't afford to do that against a team like Philadelphia. So, right. right. So again, those are my three, three keys of the game. Plus the asterisk of, of, of the penalties. Um, anything that jumps out to you, Reg, of, of, of adding on to that? The only thing I add on to it, man, is I don't know the numbers. Um, but I think we all can see as fans watching the game when Terry is involved early it seems to be a jolt for this team. So I'm not saying force feed Terry, but certainly try to scheme open, get him involved early and see what that'll do for you. Cause it, it does help the team, man. It, it, it just does. And, and, and I'll add that on to Jahan. Um, we all expected bigger things from him this year. Um, he's had a, had a few drops as well as kind of disappearing. Um, 
maybe get him the ball once or twice early along with as, as you're feeding it to Terry and get him involved in the game and, and so, somehow, you know, ensure that, that he's getting it. I don't care. It can, it can be, you know, uh, have, have him coming around and, and, uh, you know, handing it off long or, uh, like, a do a screen pass, a screen pass or a, a sweep, uh, type of, yeah. uh, play as well. Uh, get it in his hands. I know he's a smaller guy, but get get him in there, get his head in the game, and j- just like anything in, in life, you know, once you start having some success, uh, it gives you confidence and, and keeps your keeps your focus in the game. So, um, sure, for sure. And, and and with it, is is it that time, Reg? Is it? Yes, it is. And and it's not as exciting of a. I don't think this week is going to be as exciting of a what's your name, what's your number, but we still got to do it. You know, the fans request it. <laughs> I don't know why. But I don't know why either. I don't know why either. It, you know, but you know, when we go into the when we go into our local sports bar, we go through the same thing, and everybody has talk and debate on on how they feel about the game. Um, I one person at the table last week. Since we were playing the the dismal Giants, gave it a ten. Well, on he one wrong? to ten, and, and tens are almost tens are almost unheard of, right? Yes. Um, and 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 he, he gave it he gave it a ten. Um, I'll have to ask him this week, and he's probably at a zero, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those fans normally swing the the pendulum swings very very far for them. Oh, uh, I, I've been, I've been allowing you to give the the number first, and I've been accused of trying to piggyback on your number. I'm, I'm going, so I'm going to go ahead and give my number first. Uh, Is it written down? Uh, no, I don't have to. I don't have to because I'm giving it first, right? All right, good. Maybe you, maybe you need to write yours down. You know, you trying to trying my uh, cheater strategy. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you have um, been accused of that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, You know, from from a confidence, I don't think anybody has big confidence in this team right now. Um, I don't know. And and with, with you know, I I try to be positive about the team. You know, I try to wear my burgundy and gold when things are going bad. I I'm a realist, but I still try to wear my burgundy and gold sunglasses, right? And 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 try to be positive about it. it it's going to be tough this week. Um, I I'm I think. We can play a better game. Uh, it's hard to play worse. Uh, I, I think we can play better. I think we can, uh, th- through the misery, kind of figure out something that, that will click so we're going to do better. But I still don't think we're going we're gonna to come out. I think we're going to have moments where we're like, man, why can't we do that an entire game? Uh, when we were watching against the Giants, there, there was, I mean, there wasn't a drive, I don't think, that, that looked good. Uh, everything was a struggle offensively or defense everything was a struggle uh, i think we're going to see more moments of good in this game but the, the bad is going to outweigh it uh, my confidence level is going to be a 3.5 a 3.5 and, and you know i like to uh, i like to point whatever so that's why i made ridiculous. sure i made sure reggie it's a strong 3.5 it's a strong 3.5 I, I'll, I'll turn the mic over to you Okay. Well, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet, man. 
ironically, no matter who goes first or second, you're still going to outdo me. So I had a three. Okay. I had a solid three. And that ain't a strong three. But I just gave it a three. Yeah. And and it's just simple, man. I I, I don't trust the team. After Again, after last week's game against the Giants, you couldn't beat the Giants. I knew his team was in trouble, and I stand by that. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to give them anything big because I just I just don't trust them. I don't feel like this team is trending in the right direction. Um, things that I'm starting to see, um, the only positive that I personally feel is I think that Sam Howell can be the guy. And I think if the right coaches, staff builds around Sam, I think Sam can be very successful here. So that's the only positive. And so every week we go into a game, I'm not worried about our quarterback in terms of his performance, right? right? I believe with Sam, Sam has the ability to do a lot of things good, man. So if you like Taylor Heineke, I don't understand why you don't love Sam Howell. Right. But but that's the only positive that I've seen come out of this season. So I think this team's in trouble. Uh, I think that the past few weeks we've seen different players, Chase Young, just do your job, do your job, do your job type thing he did a week, two weeks ago. And then last week we know – after John's game, you know, John Allen dropping all the F-bombs. I think the team is starting – there's something brewing behind the scenes that we're just not aware of, and I think it's showing up on the field on Sundays. And uh, the last two things why I say I don't trust this team is because, as I mentioned earlier, I think Eric Bieniemy is not being aggressive in making the adjustments that needs to be made. And unfortunately, for whatever reason – Ron is not holding holding Eric accountable and making him do these things. He has brought Eric in and pretty much gave Eric full control of the offense. And although I'm, I'm not sure out he, on, I'm sure that's what he told him to recruit him here, right? Otherwise, how are you going to get Eric Bieniemy here to begin with in a, in a bad I, situation with the ownership I, I, and everything else? So, and I understand, Ken, but there's a difference between micromanaging and meddling, right? in the offensive meetings with Eric as opposed to giving Eric the direction that I want you to go in. He can still be a head coach and make decisions. I agree. And let, and let Eric be able to have the freedom to do whatever it is we're going to do by at the same time accomplish, accomplishing what I, Ron Rivera, wants you to do. Right. And so, but it doesn't seem like Ron is even asking him to do anything different. It's just, I'm going to continue to support you in whatever decision you make. And the decision he's making is to keep being arrogant in his play calling style. So all of that being said, until I see something different and something different doesn't mean one game because they can go in and beat Philadelphia. If they do win this game against Philadelphia on Sunday, that's still not enough for me to change because that just means they got up for this game. And I don't understand why these guys can't get up week in and week out. So I need to see a trend that things have changed, but until then, I have no confidence in this team at this point. Um, and my numbers will probably remain low. But my, at this point, going up against a good, good Philadelphia team, even though we play them tough, my confidence is is three, and that's not even a strong three. Yeah, I think um, when, when we get to the bar this week, I think my 3.5 will probably be high. Um, and that, that goes to tell you, I think that goes to tell you more about Washington than it tells you about Philly, um, yes. and and yes. how we feel how we feel about our team, what we've what we've watched for seven weeks. 
Um, and yeah, so, uh, like I said, when we get to the bar, I, I I'm going to go ahead and it, 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 I know there's at least a couple people that will listen to the podcast. A couple people will have not listened to it by chance. And to my point, I, I'm going to go ahead and predict right now that I, I've got the high, uh, unless somebody that listens to this just wants to be a smart Alec, uh, my 3.5 will be, will be the high at the table this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible, but I, like I said, I don't trust the team right now, man. So until they show me something different, I, I, I can't trust that they're going to show up because I, you could have told me, man, we, we were going to beat Chicago, Atlanta, and New York. Yeah. We, we would, we won those three games going away right. and that didn't happen. We, we went one and two against those teams. So, yep, yep. but anyway, well, that's my number, man. That's my number. And, but, but, but ultimately, as they say, you got to play the games, right? Because every week, there's a there's a game where somebody that that shouldn't have won wins. Uh, I mean, Philadelphia's only loss so far is against who? The Jets. That's a that's, that's a bad team, bad quarterback, right? Um, so, but on this, the defensive side, though, they're still pretty damn good. Who's that? The Jets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you got you got you got to you got to score something to win in this NFL. Um, no, no doubt. But, but no with doubt. that being said. Um, We'll see how it goes. You got to play the games. Uh, you know, ho hopefully, Washington can 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 gel at least for the afternoon. And uh, for those that don't know, we've got the at the same bar that we go to. There's the Washington Fan Club, and right on the side other side of the wall at the same bar is the Philadelphia Fan Club. So we hear each other cheer. We hear each other sing. Uh, we you know, cross paths with them going, coming in and out. Uh, they're, they're not as bad as the Philadelphia fans. In Some Philadelphia. of them are. Some oh. of them are. Holy cow. There's a few, but overall they're not nearly as bad as the fans actually in Philadelphia, thankfully. Uh, but I, I don't want to see any of them after we lose. Yeah. They're <laughs> trolls. There's yeah. a few trolls in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, but that's, that's yeah. what you do. That's what you do in the NFL. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and, and call it the end of the podcast here. I appreciate everybody listening. Reach out to us on social media. And until next time, peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out, y'all.